Hello, and welcome to the stories that brought you here. It's the podcast normally dedicated to the stories of the people from Pender Island. I'm your host, Chris Wakaluk, and I will be sitting down in conversation today with an Arbutus tree. Now, if you know the Arbutus like I know the Arbutus, then you're going to know it as one of the most beloved trees on the island. Its amazing contours and shape really make it stand out on our island. And I was really curious to hear what it's like being a tree. And so the other day I took the opportunity to go up to Greenburn Lake and I hiked up on the ridge on a windy day and I sat down beside a very large, lovely Arbutus tree and asked if it wanted to have a conversation. And to my delight, it said yes. So you are going to get to hear Arbutus open up and speak about what it is like existing on this island and its interaction and connectivity with not just the land, but the wildlife the air, and also the humans, us, the people that populate this island. All that and more in a really dynamic and wide-ranging and just a magical interview that I'm so happy I got to do. So sit back and enjoy. I am positive you are going to enjoy this one. And as I mentioned before, it was a little bit windy up there that day, so I really had to work to protect my mic from the blowing wind up there. So the sound is not amazing, but that is the price you pay when you're recording outdoors and getting to have just a unique experience like this. So I'll see you guys on the other side, but first a little music and then my interview with Arbutus Tree. Arbutus. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here speaking with you. I'm so glad that you're here speaking with me as well, too. We are at Greenburn Lake. Glorious Greenburn Lake, yes. Absolutely. And uh, a little bit of a windy day today. How do you feel about the wind? You know, the wind helps me find the new places where I can reach for the light and kind of opens up some doors for me. Helps me shake off some old growth, and I quite like dancing in the wind myself. Mm, How do you feel about the wind? I I have a little bit of a difficult relationship with wind. I find it a little tricky sometimes, but I like what you say about dancing with the wind. Yeah, well, it really moves me. It's like a song through the forest, and it definitely helps us all get moving a little bit. For sure, for sure. And I guess being a tree and being amongst the other trees that, you know, Arbutuses generally don't really uh, bend that much in the wind, but you're surrounded by other trees. It seems well, to... that's, sorry to interrupt, that's your human perspective. I mean, I do bend quite a lot and you can see it in my growth. It's just at a different rate than what you're used to seeing bending and movement happen at. Ah, well, thank you for correcting me. I'm sorry to tell you what your experience is. My my humble apology, Arbutus. Well, thank you. Thank you for noticing that and keeping the space open for me to share my experience. Absolutely. Well, it's such an honor that you're doing the podcast, and I'm not sure. Have you listened to the podcast before? I've heard it on the wind, let's say. (laughs) Floating to me here and there. It is out and about in the airwaves. Wonderful. 
Well, you may or may not know then that the traditional first question I ask is what brought you to Pender Island? Oh, so long ago. I helped pull this island together. I'm one of the first beings to build this space. So what brought me here was the need the need for the land to be held together, the need for the rocks and the waters and the light to come together. I need these things too. It seemed like a natural fit, we'll say. And yes, what brought me here? Just the perfect amount of light and the perfect amount of moisture. The ideal conditions for me to grow and thrive, really. I was needed and it was the perfect fit. That's lovely. Thank you. <laughs> you know, something that I've noticed about our beautices and I've been so intrigued by and a lot of other people are as well too is just your amazing and unique shape why mm. why do, do you grow like that and maybe if that's not an adequate answer how do you grow like that well i think this goes back to what we were first talking about with the dancing in the wind uh, it's my nature to find a certain balance and to move with that and to flow with my surroundings and find some grace. So I'm reaching for the light and I'm letting go of the shadowy aspects where I'm not thriving anymore. And that causes me to twist into that balance that I need. So I am more of a middle world bridger in the forest, meaning I'm not necessarily the tallest and I'm not lower down and so I take up my space in the middle to get my perfect balance I need to twist and reach and flow into the places where there's enough light and enough shadow and that balance fits me so I'm always spinning and turning and bending and looking for that and letting the wind and the light guide me and allowing for the the taller trees like my friends the Douglas fir to have their space so I'm a mover and a shaker in the forest <laughs> yes you are yes you are and not only are you a mover and a shaker but also uh you know just looking at you right now that your your beautiful flaky bark mm. is covering about half of you and then the rest mm. seems as if it's come off and is exposed and there's a a smooth underlayer underneath and that uh, it's just such a, a gorgeous look and very unique in the forest. Can you tell me a little bit about your bark? I grow a new skin every year. You might be able to relate the idea of a snake shedding its skin and how my bark sheds and grows each year and you know, I'm a very sensual being, and the textures of that I like to express in different ways. So I have my rough new growth, and then I let it go, and I want to expose my soft insides and be able to be touched in that way as well. It just allows me to interact with my environment 
and feel so much more having all those different layers and stages of growth and mm, feeling the water move down my trunk and holding water at certain places and you know my bark is how I feel my environment like your skin yeah sure that's yeah that's my bark I guess nice you know I wanted to pick up on the theme of interacting with your environment and bring it back to something you've mentioned before is the rocks that mm. you always seem to be growing on very rocky areas and in precarious situations sometimes as well too mm. unlike a lot of other trees it seems as if you really thrive in a rocky environment how i do, do how do you do that well i i very much love the structure of the rocks and what they allow me to do so i can just ease myself back down into the rocks and let myself be held by them and i don't need to be so inflexible myself because i have this strong structure of the rocks holding my roots and i can lean back into them and feel the warmth radiating from them and i just absolutely absolutely love my relationship with the rocks i reach deeply into the rocks i find the water that's held in them provides just enough for me i don't like to be bogged down and wet i don't like to be stuck into mud i, I like to have a lightness um but the rocks allow that because they hold me so so strongly with their stability and and then i provide stability for the rocks i hold them in place as they're cracking and moving slowly over time i I don't let them roll away. I don't let them break down and move apart too much. So with my flexibility and my relationship with them, it's just so beautiful. And we just really support each other well. Sure. Wonderful symbiotic relationship you're describing there. You know, we, we've talked about what's going on above the surface for you and mm -hmm. also now below the surface. But maybe we can shift into the season that we're at right now so it's springtime yeah very early spring still a little bit chilly cooler than normal on pender island but what's what's going on for you mm. in the springtime there's a lot of things going on for me in the spring this is the time where I'm, a lot of energy is coming up from the earth and the sun is warming us from above and in the spring i start budding my flowers out, inviting the hummingbirds to visit for my sweet nectars. And I grow beautiful, small, delicate, bell-shaped white flowers and just attract so much more to me. It's like um, awakening my attractive qualities. Ah, I'm growing for some new leaves. I'm shedding still some old leaves from years that are no longer are serving me. I'm letting the last breezes take away the branches that I don't want to carry anymore, the branches that aren't receiving the proper amount of light. I do that a lot more in the winter, but there's still a little bit of that happening right now. And I'm just basically imagining where I might want to grow 
and I'm I'm asking birds to come to me and tell me what they need and I I like providing for them and having them as companions too I love their song gets me inspired to dance some more too <laughs> that's lovely you know I was going to ask about the birds and the uh, specific relationship that you have with them but you know I think you answered that quite well mm-hmm. I, I didn't realize that there was such a uh, intimate and intricate relationship with the birds thank you for explaining that and then something that I've always wondered and this is my first time interviewing a tree mm-hmm. is that what is it like to have an existence where you remain stationary I know you talked about the dancing with the wind and the movement that happens and the growth underground. But unlike human beings, in my perception, you're not moving. You're kind of stuck in one spot. How do you cope with that? What do you do to occupy yourself? What sort of hobbies do you have? I'm just kidding. I'm just teasing you. But really, it's such a curious thing for me because human beings are a lot about movement and activity and going places. And that what is it like for a tree? to uh, to just remain in one spot its whole life? You know, it's easier than you think. Time moves so much differently for me than it does for you. I am intimately getting to know my place in the world. I am embodying so much in my time. I... I'm getting to know so intimately the rocks, the other trees around me, the other small plants, the birds that come to visit, the stories that come on the winds, the stories that come from the birds and the different places they've been to, how the stars are moving across the sky and what they're singing to me from their places in the universe the planets, the changes the sun is going through. I'm listening to all those things and I'm singing my own song and dancing my own dance. I guess you could say dancing is my hobby and it's such an energy I'm holding too for everything around me. I'm holding that energy and I'm communicating with everything around me and I'm tuning in to what I need to share, but I have to hold my energy for this place to be what it is for now. Sure. I think that's a really great explanation. Thank you for your your depth and your ability to really uh, give some amazing answers. Thank you. Uh, you know, Just when you were saying that, I was thinking about relationships with human beings. I'm mm-hmm. a human being. We're having a conversation right now. I've interacted with a lot of Arbutus trees in my time. You know, I, I like touching them. Uh, I know that some... And I love being touched. You love being touched. I love being touched. Well, I was thinking about being climbed. I invite well. it. Don't I invite it? You do. You do. I see a lot of trees and I'm not a tree climber per se, but there are people out there that love climbing trees and our beautices look like they want to be climbed. Is this true? Oh, yeah. I would love to have deeper relationships with humans. Uh, I would love for humans to take the time to enjoy how I can hold them and enjoy 
my sensual nature and see how they can bring that into their lives. I have a lot to teach about being present in sensual experiences and dancing your life. And I would love it if people would come and be with me and put some of their energy towards being present with me so mm. that I can be present with them and we can just trade touches and get to know each other more deeply. Incredible. That's incredible. I welcome that. Thank you. That, uh, that's really nice to hear. That, that makes me feel better about uh, touching trees. I always usually ask beforehand. I usually ask the tree in my mind, is it okay to touch you? Very rarely do I get the answer of no. It's a very rare thing. But uh, It's a good thing to do. Not all trees feel like being touched. At some times, I feel I may be more delicate than at other times. Yeah, so I'd say that's a really good thing for people to keep in mind when they come. Yes, but generally, and me, Arbutus, I just love being touched. Great. Well, I'm going to shift into the second traditional question I always get to on the podcast here, and that is, who has helped you along the way on Pender Island? Who has uh, given you help, Arbutus, on your, uh, your journey in life so far? Well, I've already spoken of the the rocks, my friends, the rocks. We go way, way, way back. Um, very mutually beneficial. But let me see if there is some more I could share as to who has helped me specifically on this island, also known as Steus. Yes. Well, on this island, people come here that do want to become aware of the beauty that surrounds them. And I am lucky enough to have that gaze upon me and feel the reverence of people coming to visit me. And I am grateful for that. I am grateful for the people who come and want to do the same thing as me, to hold this land and be in tune with it and what it needs to find health and thrive and be all that it can for our time here together. So all those people that come in reverence and gaze upon me with that enjoyment of beauty, I really do appreciate that and I really do need that and that really does help me to stay present here and to grow strong here. That respect. Mm -hmm. Lovely. I'm so blown away with your thought-provoking answers. They're so great. You know, you're really opening my mind up to something different. As I'm listening to you give your answers, there's such a connectivity to your answers and, mm -hmm. and bringing it back to a lot of the same things. But uh, I'm I'm so, so impressed. I can't wait to uh, talk to some more trees in the future. Uh, I hope you do. Yeah, I will. Trust me. Definitely. There's, I think there's more tree interviews to, to happen. But we're probably going to wind this down now. I'd like to thank you so much again for your time. Is there any final words, final thoughts, final feelings that you want to uh, end off with here? Mm. 
I'm just feeling this wind moving us right now and hearing its voice through the forest. And I'm just wanting to encourage a slow pace and an openness and the quality of attunement and connection and presence with, with us trees and grateful for that. Thank you. Thank you, Arbutus. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Well, to honor that interview, I decided I would do the wrap up inside my house where there's no wind blowing right now. If you enjoyed that episode, I highly suggest going out and interacting with a tree. Doesn't have to be an Arbutus, could be any tree, but it is an amazing experience to get to be close and connecting with trees. But specifically, I would like to thank right now the Arbutus trees of our island for their intelligence, for their beauty, and for their dynamic nature. I would also like to thank the lovely Geneva Jacobs, without whom this podcast would not have been possible. Thank you as well to Ben McConkie for providing the theme music for the show. And thank you for listening. Until next time.